Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, online marketing strategies, web, search, social, email, mobile, news, tips, tricks, and best practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to a new Friday. We are happy to be back. And we have on the line with us very special guests. We always have special guests, uh, but this one's really special. <laughs> you guys don't believe me, do you? It is special. <laughs> we have Star Hall on the line. Star, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Fantastic. <laughs> I say, you know, I say the same thing every week, and I suppose listeners are starting to get, you know, think I'm insincere. I'm really not insincere. I mean, we have these incredible guests on the show, so welcome. Um, great, you. great to have you. And Star, for for people that don't know you from our audience, um, can you tell everybody about who you are, what you do, and how you started? Sure. Um, well, my name is Star Hall, and I'm actually a publicity addict. That's that's my problem. Um, I started way back when I was nine years old. My family, my grandmother's actually the inventor of um, styrofoam fabrication, and also the first non-toxic adhesive to come to the market in the 40s. And long, long story short, my grandmother took me on the road with her at a very young age, and basically um, I was motivated through fear and uh, <laughs> did what I had to do to, uh, you know, to keep up with my grandmother. But she taught me all about PR, and, and I've mostly been in PR. And, you know, five, six years ago, I started to see the messaging and media moving online, and I I knew if I did not – you know, at least follow, um, that I was going to be left behind. And so here I am now addicted to not only publicity, but social media. That is fantastic. I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody that said that it ran in the family. Yes, it does. We, um, we are an entrepreneurial family. And I I tell you, uh, at the time I thought it was cruel and unusual punishment, you know, when I was being raised, but I I am so grateful. So grateful. (laughs) And what do you, what do your parents think now? Um, my parents can't keep up with me. They uh, they love it. They my mother is mostly retired. She she still do, does some stuff in the craft and hobby industry. But um, my grandmother sold her company to. It's still her brands are still around. I mean, obviously styrofoam is and, and yeah yeah and tacky glue and um they just they sold the company and they're doing other projects. But uh, they just they can't keep up with me because of all the social media stuff. And I try to teach them and and they get a little frustrated with it. So. I move on. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's. We we move at light speed now, right? You know, I mean, no longer is it, you know, waiting on media or, you know, I remember putting out email and waiting three weeks, you know, to start testing responses and everything. Now it's, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at analytics and waiting the next minute to see what's going on. I know, and and you know, I'm just now jumping. Well, I jumped into it about a year and a half ago, but Google Plus. It's, you know, whatever it's called, up and coming, or um, and now I'm I'm having the same problem. I'm not eating or sleeping because I'm just <laughs> totally into Google Plus. I need help. Is there like a support group or anything you know about? I'm sure there's one in Google Plus, but I'm sure there's, there's many. <laughs> Probably won't help you much. Uh, you spend an extra hour on the Hangout at Google Plus yeah. talking about your addiction to Google Plus. 
Well, they, and now they just launched. Did you see they launched on Hangouts? Now you can do outbound calls on it. Oh my gosh, that's all I needed to hear. So it's like yeah. Skype, kind of. I guess they're competing directly with, um, with Skype. Yeah, amazing stuff. You know, I I do have to say one thing. I saw my first actual total spam message in Google Plus the other day. Ah, oh, I was, why? Yeah. What was it? Well, I was following. Uh, I follow uh, Guy Kawasaki on it. Uh, He always puts up these really kind of cool and interesting because he has such a huge following. I think he attracts, you know, some of these spammers and it was, it was, I don't, I don't know. It was some guy selling trinkets on a site, but you could tell his English, it was broken English and he had like four links to go to. And it was like, you know, be happy, make rich now, you know, so it begins. (laughs) You know, talking about Guy Kawasaki, I, I, I like the guy, but I just checked the Forbes top 10 list of the most influential on social media. And damn it, I didn't make it, but whatever. Um, guy didn't make the list. Well, you're on our show now, so you're a shoe in for next year. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Did, so Guy did not make the list? No, he didn't make the list. I was, I was really surprised by it. Um, a couple, what I think are great people that I actually know and have met, like Scott Stratton and... Yes. Uh, you know, and, and I love Scott Stratton and, and Mari Smith. They made the list. And then a couple of new names that I actually haven't heard of, so I'm, I'm a little embarrassed by that. But, you know, I look at that list and I go, I appreciate it, being in the field. But a lot of people don't realize when they say, you know, authority in social media. And I, I'm very grateful for that and, and whatever. A couple of magazines have said that. But I actually really specialize in publicity. It's all about how to get publicity online through social networks. And I think that's um, – a lot of people just, they don't get that. Like when I do my training and my seminars and with all my books, the whole point is to teach them how to get massive publicity. Right. I kind of trick people. And, and you know, when someone doesn't have, uh, I was going to say star power, but then that would be kind of a mixed message. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. I, love it. Yeah, I know. You, that's the name of your next book, right? Star power. I just wrote uh, it down. How do you know it? <laughs> but when someone doesn't have, you know, so for someone like me, I'm a, you know, B level, I'd say. I'm not A level, but I'm I'm underneath that cusp. You know, it took me five or six years of self-promotion and, and pushing and everything else to get where I am. What do you say to someone who has, you know, they're 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 off the radar and they come to you or, or read your book? What's the advice that you give them, you know, to, to accelerate their their promotion of themselves well a lot of people this is i'm going to try to shorten the answer but a lot of businesses entrepreneurs when when they do come to me um they first of all don't understand that social media is a vehicle it's not you know the only way to market your business it's just one of the vehicles and and a lot of people are trying to put their eggs all in one basket and and get up on the social sites put the profiles up put a couple posts and then all of a sudden you know you get frustrating frustrated business owner saying it doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work, you know. You, yeah. you get out of it what you put into it. It's with anything. It's with advertising, publicity. It's it's then and it still blows my mind that people do not get that with social media. Well, I was I was compare it to, you know, well, you know, if you heard that there was a conference down the road with people in your industry, would you run into the middle of the room and scream out to everybody and tell them who you were and expect people to throw money at you, you yep. know? Um, exactly. No, you would work the room and start building relationships slowly and over time, and and you know, and then expect something down the road. Yeah, 
and you know, I call it, there's a lot of what I call sales bitching online or sales pitching, call it what you want, but um, I just, I, I ask people, like, how when I speak or train or whatever, how many of you in the room like to be sales bitched to? I mean, raise your hand. And sure enough, you know, occasionally I get the one guy that raises his hand and then I tell everyone to go to the back of the room and sales pitch him because he loves it so much, but... But really, why people are misunderstanding the tool, and it it just daily blows my mind. I, I just and I want to help them, but you know, obviously, I can't help millions of people at one time. I I try through books. Well, and stuff. You know, are we? Here's a you know deep question for you. Are we forcing people to do things that they you know they wouldn't ordinarily do? Aren't there some people that are great at being introverts and great back? You know give them a pizza and give them a computer and they can write tons of code, but keep them away from the customers. You know, I, you know what? That's an excellent point. And here's my take on it. If you don't have a personality, go buy one for social nice. media. You know, so, so if you don't have that personality to be, you know, to represent your brand, you simply go freaking find one and have someone do it for you. And, and just, I have clients where they'll hire, you know, VAs or assistants to do their, their social media for them. And they'll say on behalf of, or, um, you know, this post is from, you know, yep. so, so, and just make it so that their brand is still there or their presence, but have someone else, you know, put the funnies out there and engage with people. And, um, I mean, I've seen it work. I'm not saying it would work with every brand or company, but it's definitely an approach. Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, in, in my, this is, you know, self-promotion here, but in my honest opinion, we've seen it in the last year. Marketing Tech Blog, we have sponsors. Zoomerang and Delivera. Uh, Zoomerang's an online survey and polling company. Mm-hmm. Delivera's an email marketing company. That's exactly what they expect from us. They see that we have an audience. They see that we have people that are listening and paying attention. And their expectation of us is to be their, you know, to be their extrovert, to be their voice out there. And I, I got to say that, I, you know, I mean, I'm not. You know, we don't know what the ROI is yet, right? You know, that, that'll, you know, after these people have been with us for six months to a year, we'll know how well that's working for their business and whether they want to continue. But I can tell you it's a hell of a lot better than buying a banner ad somewhere. You oh, know? absolutely. And, and because because I think once people get to know me, they know that I'm not just going to get bought out, you know, by some company and start – you know, um, touting how wonderful they are online. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, vet them and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm not ruining my audience that I've invested so much time in, you know, by BSing them. You know. Sure. I mean, you, if you get it, obviously you've done a. I, I checked you out. You've done a brilliant job at what you are doing here, and um, you know, my, my. Then write that down. Yeah, no, you have it. My take on you know this whole ROI thing is, what's your risk of ignoring? Really, yeah. I mean, and that's again. A lot of people are like, they want to know the case studies and you know how does it really work. And then I go, I go back to the traditional days of PR and print and, and advertising. Go, okay, well, what were the measurement tools even back then? They were a bunch of BS. Yeah. So you know, you'll I guess you know at the end of the year when your numbers increase and you've you've made more sales. That's the that's the real deal. There's a there's a guy the the online marketing summit. I I forget his name. The guy, the gentleman that runs it. But he always says, um, you know, what's the ROI on the couch in your lobby? (laughs) Um, You know, he says he walks into these corporations every single day, and they have these lobbies that they've spent half a million dollars on, you know, that have marble desks and this and that. 
And then he gets into the back room and they want to argue with him about a $50,000 investment for the web. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, yeah. it's, and, and he said, you know, the, the, the thing is, is your website is your couch. <laughs> you know, it is your waiting room to the world. You know, and and why wouldn't you invest just as much there as you would with a lobby that nobody's visiting anymore? Oh, that is beautifully said. And is that is it, Mike Selzner? That no, no, that? Mike. Mike oh. is in charge of uh, social media examiner. This, oh, right. I want to say Aaron. Somebody look it up. OMS, the Online Marketing Summit. We'll we'll say it. it so that we give him credit where credit's due. Um, but but yeah, he's he does a great job. And uh, I, I just think it's a great way. I mean, I, I totally expect businesses, you know, once they've vested time and energy and everything else to expect some kind of return. Um, but you're absolutely right that these people, they think it's, you know, sometimes turning a switch. And that's not it at all. No, it's not. And, you know, what what worked, you know, two years ago, I say 20 minutes ago, doesn't necessarily work. Today, I mean, even with email, I, I have a huge email list, but I'm constantly trying new approaches with video emails and, and new ways of reaching out to people because the conversion rate over the year, you know, conversion rate, getting them to, to go deeper into the relationship or, you know, and possibly buy, it's, it's definitely, you know, dropping and, and then I'll get it back up and I'll find something that works. I mean, it's constantly evolving. And, and if you're going to engage in these tools, you have to be on top of it so you don't, you know, stay the same. Nothing stays the same in technology. You know that. Yeah, I, I agree. And and if you're with a vendor that's not, you know, advancing for you, you need to buy it. You know, you need to find a new vendor as well. Absolutely. Um, we, we find people all the time, you know, email is a perfect one where, you know, they're, they're running the same email service that they were five years ago. And yeah. you just can't. You just can't stay in that in that atmosphere. You've got to get with someone that's looking out and doing the research for you and and advancing your marketing, you know, for you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then and then you have the other problem though of of um, and I, I had another radio interview this morning. I was talking about this. So many entrepreneurs and businesses don't even know what they're outsourcing. They don't understand it. And so then they go invest all this money in marketing, whether it's social media, publicity, advertising, and before they know it, they've invested or spent thousands of dollars and have nothing in return. And my take on all that is, too, is make sure you, whoever you're going to hire to handle that, whatever vendor it's going to be, make sure you know what you're outsourcing. That's where a lot of businesses go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you just got to make sure that people have your best interest in mind. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. I think I think, you know, the the way that we've, you know, we've transitioned our business because of that and that's that, you know, when agencies came around, you know, years and years ago, you know, let's say 10 years ago, what you did was you dumped a bunch of money in their lap. They did a ton of work for you, you know, and then you watched to see whether it got results. And I think, you know, the times are changing now that now it's incremental um, incremental um, investment is what you need to be doing with these people so that they're on they're you know, they're reaping the benefits as much as you are. Yeah. If, if you're if you're not getting where you need to be, they should fire you. If you are getting where you need to be, then they stick with you. Then on the other side of that, though, I've I've had some clients that I've fired because they it's like they hire me to do you know what I do well and then they don't listen or allow me to do it and <laughs> I'm like forget it then I'm out of here. I, hey, I, my name's attached to it too and and I, I just can't have that. So um, 
And it happens a lot, actually. Yes, it does. We have a, I wanted to mention it. It's Aaron Kahlo, K-A-H-L-O-W. So thanks. Doug, Doug Thies and uh, Finn here looked it up for us. All right. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, and firing clients is an important, you know, that, that shows a lot of uh, credibility from your front, you know. Uh, it's the most difficult thing to do, but, you know, we, we had to say goodbye to one last week. Uh, ourselves and and that's always tough because we invest as much time as they've invested you know um, money and resources as well. Well, absolutely, absolutely. It's getting it's getting easier for me now though because um, when that comes up because really I have like this set of and this doesn't I'm not saying this to like be conceited or maybe I am I don't know but I, I have this like set of um, you know boundaries and, and and things that are deal breakers for me and working with people and I love that I've gotten to that place. So nowadays, like I go through this checklist, and if you know some of those things are there, I'm like, nope, nope, and nope. I'm not doing it. It's not worth the stress. All right, let's hear one. I want to, I want to hear a few of yours, and I'll share a few of mine. Of the deal breakers? Yes. Well, one of the deal breakers is that they don't have someone on their side of the team that can communicate with me, you know, with the same day basically, um, that understands at least the basics of like IT or, or computer and graphics. Otherwise, because if I'm dealing direct with some of the clients that are with CEOs or marketing directors, they they don't have a clue. Then then things sit for two or three weeks and it doesn't get done. That's very frustrating. I need to have an action taker on the other side to help yep. support. That's that's, one of my that's that's a good one. One of mine is, hey, we want you to itemize all of the things you're doing and break out the cost of them. Oh gosh. <laughs> so yes. that so that we can try to whittle down. You know the the marketing spend by you know seventy five dollars. Oh, I cannot believe I did not say micromanagement as the first one. That is like total number one deal breaker. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> can happen. We have a no assholes client policy. <laughs> oh, I have it. It's the no assholes, no bitches client policy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What what is the difference between an asshole and a bitch? You know, you deal you you're dealing with that. well, some bitches can be assholes too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you definitely don't want those. That's awesome. These are important. These are important. These are deal breakers. And and what do you think? Uh, you know, your best clients. Uh, or your favorite clients or, or, you know, the ones that are getting the most success with your services, you know, what's an element that, that you see in them that just makes everything work? They just allow me to do what I do. And um, one of my clients that's in Scottsdale, Arizona, and he knows who he is. I, I think he's listening now even. I'm not going to say the name, but he knows who he is. Absolute. I've been working with him now going on two years. Just awesome client. He lets me do what I need to do, he sees the result, he appreciates it, and he pays on time. Oh, wow, pays on time, too. Yeah. That, that's a bonus. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's huge. Oh, by the way, that's one of the deal breakers. If they don't <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you think public relations is counterintuitive for most business owners? Ooh, I like that you asked that. Here's my take on public relations. I'm just going to sum it up. I think that um, most business owners don't get it don't get public relations or publicity, but every business needs to have it incorporated in their marketing because that's what really builds credibility. I mean, I'm looking at your, you know, your site and, and your postings and, and all the credibility. I mean, you, you're a PR gold mine really. And what you've done, 
Um, and, and look, it built your credibility and it continues to. And, and the business owner that, that doesn't do it, doesn't get it, I mean, they're shooting themselves in the foot. Well, yeah, and I'll add, you know, that what it allows for us is that we have people that come to us now, not not the other way around. You know, I mean, every single day, especially on Marketing Tech Blog, you know, Jen and I get a dozen emails from PR professionals and technology, you know, folks that are pitching us on, you know, what they're doing next and, you know, they'd love to have five minutes of our time and everything else. And, and you know, I was begging for those people to talk to me five years ago, you know, and I think that's what people misunderstand a lot as well is that, you know, if you take and you really have built authority in your space, it's it's the fact that you don't have to work as hard to go out there and drag these people, you know, back to you. It's that all of a sudden people are knocking on your door. Yeah, isn't that interesting how that works? Yeah, I get it. And another thing with PR briefly is so many businesses are still using traditional approaches such as press releases and things that are so 1980s. And that's, you know, that's not the way you're going to get the media's attention. And being that, you know, print has, you know, half the magazines and newspapers have gone out, um, you've got to be more creative in how you're getting yourself out there with the press. And, and people are still using old traditional methods. doesn't work. Well, it, I, you, here, I'll push back just a little bit. I think there's there's lots of old traditional businesses left. <laughs> and so yeah. so, so if, if those are your target audience, you might not be able to reach them through you know we have we have some clients that are manufacturing and and it's they have a great presence online they have great authority with search engines and social and everything else but the fact is is that they're you know every time they go to a conference it's a bunch of 60 year old you know white guys you know in a room uh in suits hey, that, careful now yeah <laughs> that, that aren't online and don't participate and so the only way you can get to them you know, is with the, that traditional approach. I think. Oh, yeah, I hear. No, I hear you on that. I just, I was more talking about how people are approaching the media to even get the coverage. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And what they're using is, is just so, so, so dated. I mean, when I pitch the media now, it's a 30 second video for me with my mug on the screen. You know, hey, it's Star Hall here. Here's my idea that I think your readers, listeners, or audience would be interested in. And this is why I feel they would be blah, blah, blah. Contact me if you want more. Oh, and, that's fantastic. Yeah, and so in the, in the video, number, it does a couple of things. It reaches, you know, the auditory, visual, kinesthetic, um, whether it's an editor, segment producer, because some editors are very visual, some are very yep. auditory, but you're covering all bases there. They get to see you visually, and you sum it up in 30 seconds. You don't waste their time. Oh, that's fantastic. That that You know, I don't we're, – we're about to – I think we're about to launch on a lot more video starting, you know, maybe even as soon as next week. Um, so it's exciting to hear that you're already leveraging that. You know, we I, I tend to always fall back on areas that I'm comfortable in. So I like to blog. I keep blogging. But, yeah. you know, the podcast is important for me because it makes me reach out to a new medium and a new audience that I didn't ordinarily reach before. And I know that video is is a huge audience, you know, that, that I'm not hitting. Uh, I, you know what? I'm right there with you, though. We we can go through this together. Yeah. I am going, um, jumping into more video. I mean, I have a web TV show launching first quarter next year, and I don't have a ton of video out there for myself because I've been doing it for clients the last five years. So I have to kick it up with myself, and, and I've committed to, in January, starting to launch you know a, a blog and some other stuff that I'm doing because um, I just I have not done it for myself. And 
I always kind of felt like I was one of those people that had a, a face for radio. So, uh, you know, I got to get well, over that. Well, you know, I mean, I'm ready for video now that they have widescreen TV. So. <laughs> 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 on that note let's uh we're gonna take a little break for our sponsor slingshot seo and uh we'll be right back here with star in uh, about 45 seconds searching for a bigger online footprint slingshot seo helping deserving brands achieve growth through internet searches a passion to maximize the science of search translates into action plans for deserving brands like yours shaping online conversations about your business and making your business more visible to search engines slingshot seo digital relevance for deserving brands visit slingshotseo.com for more information or call 888-603-7337 let them know you heard about them on the marketing technology blog there we go. <laughs> you might have heard some murmuring in the background. That was Finn. We 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 used to turn off our mic during the commercials before, and then sometimes the mic would just start echoing when we came back on. It's the internet. Somebody yeah. screwed up the internet. <laughs> Somebody messed up the interwebs. Oh, it wasn't me. So now we now we just keep the mic on. So um, so you hear all of our rude comments during commercials. They didn't learn. Well, start. One of the things that you help you help with too is you advise companies on social media policies as well. Yes, um, I love that. And, I love and, doing that. and that's pretty interesting because you know, from the conversation the last twenty minutes, you know, I think you've you've got a fairly um, forward approach, liberal approach, maybe open approach to the way that you utilize and leverage social media um, when you're talking to these stodgy, you know, companies that are just deathly afraid of their employees embarrassing them out there, you know, how do you advise them from a social media policy standpoint? Well, they should be, first of all. Um, but at the same time, they should embrace, you know, the social outlets online and, and allow their team members to become, you know, the, the mouth of their brand. I think every business, large and small, even if you are an entrepreneur and, and it's just you, you need to put a policies and procedures for social media in place. I have one. I have my children that have signed it, you know, vendors that work with me, because anything they post online that's attached to my account, it could, you know, directly affect my brand. Whether the social media policies and procedures is going to stop that from happening, I don't know. But is it going to at least maybe minimize some damage, possible damage? Yes. And at the same time, you know, not only telling people what they can't do in regard to your brand, but also empowering them as to what they can do. For example, feel free to post, you know, this, this, and this. You can use, utilize these type of websites. Break it down to the hours of the day. You can go on, you know, during this time and this time. I think it's really important that businesses have it. Well, and it, and it sounds like, you know, it's more from a education and maybe, you know, just a, a – not necessarily a protection standpoint, but more of a empowering and educating your employees on what they should do. Yes. However, I totally agree with you, but recently I was, I was talking to a company, a client of mine, um, and I, I wanted to check their policies and procedures and, and see how up-to-date they were. And they said, oh, we haven't updated them in about two years, and we haven't sent anything out to the employees, you know, probably since then. And I'm thinking, well, what good is it? Because... They, you know, you have to send like little brief reminders and 
you know, maybe memos, or for me, it's like send a little motivational video with the policies and procedures, because whenever, whenever anyone hears, I just go, oh, <laughs> you know. So, you know, make it motivate the team to want to read through a 117-page manual or even a four-page, um, you know, inspire them. Get, tell a funny joke. Put a funny cartoon on it and go, Who, by the way, um, here's policies and procedures for you. But, but you've got to keep your employees updated, your team members, and, and send out monthly updates on your social media policies and procedures and, uh, and keep them informed. Otherwise, something you created two years ago, it, it doesn't even matter. Are you are you surprised by the number of companies out there that have mass number of employees and they have no social media presence at all? It's mind blowing to me. Yeah. I don't I don't even understand. I can't even wrap my head around it. What's going on? I I totally agree. I can't believe you know some of the companies even that that we've worked with, um, they have the power literally just within their employees' hands to manipulate social media. And I, and, I, and I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean in a positive way that if everybody in the company retweeted or if everybody promoted something on Facebook, it would go viral, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and instead, they leave it to the, to the three interns in marketing, <laughs> you know, and, and then ask next week why nobody's, you know, why this social thing isn't working. You mean they leave it to the three 19-year-old interns? Um, and marketing that are posting the, um, you know, beer bong pictures up on their profile, right? I mean, yeah. I see that a lot. <laughs> Jen, does, Jen took that picture down after yeah. we, <laughs> after we got our social media policy up. <laughs> she, <Your beer bong. laughs> she's got a cold, so I can pick on her today. How, how did you get involved in helping companies with social media policy? Um, you know, uh, oh, I, I had a company contact me about three years ago um, that had a problem with an employee, and at that time I thought, well, oh my gosh, maybe we should incorporate some do's and don'ts into your, you know, current policies, and that's when I came up with, you know, as we move forward, everyone really, really needs to have this um, on board, and it's it's also a benefit that um, my honey is an attorney. Or I say I'm, I'm dating a liar. I mean a lawyer. <laughs> so, so he helps. You know, he knows a lot of the the online you know um, space, the, the law, and studies it. And, and so he helps me put these kind of packages together. And and that's definitely been very helpful. And I have a whole new thing on my my site launching, which is the social media law tab, and it's going to have all the templates, um, you know, basically that you need for social media policies and procedures and um, you know, trademarks online and, you know, independent contractor con contracts, international ones, blah, 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 all that boring stuff. But, um, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So, so social media law tab? Yeah, it, it just says it just says coming soon. We're, we're sure. just finishing it. But um, it'll, it should be up by January 1st. That's our goal. Well, definitely let us know when that launches. We'll, we'll push it out to our audience as well. Oh, I would love it. I definitely I, I think it's, uh, you know, I he's not my boyfriend, but uh, – David Castor at Allard and Castor, he he actually wrote our chapter on on uh, social media policies in corporate blogging for dummies. Um, and and I don't have a just so everybody knows I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a girlfriend either. <laughs> we need more dating. I'm not looking for a boyfriend. How's that? <laughs> what, what made you say he wasn't your boyfriend? <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. Oh, but. It was We're all friends here. <laughs> 
Um, but but when we put that when we put that book out there, we really thought it was imperative that people spend time, you know, just kind of researching that. And I always tell people one of the ones that I love the best, and I don't know if you've checked them out yet, is uh, and I'm a Navy veteran, so I'm you know apt to like what they do. But the U.S. Navy put out a social media policy back a few years ago that I just thought was just genius. Um, it, it's it's fantastic because they basically say in it what every company should be saying, and that's that, look, we know you're going to be out there using it. Here's what we'd like you to do with it, you know, and it's very matter of fact and how it can help us get our message out. And uh, and I and I think every company, you know, should be talking to their employees about not just how they're utilizing it and how to be careful and protect the company, but how they'd like employees to use it and what they'd love, you know, to hear from their employees. I agree. I hear you. The other ones, too, is, you know, how many companies do you work with where they didn't even realize that they had someone that had authority already in social media, had a ton of followers, had a blog that was so well written, you know, that people were already following them and, and talking to them. Um, you know, we've got a friend down the road. He's a developer at a at a company here in town, and, and he's an incredible photographer, you know, and he's got a following, you know, there. They I don't even think they even realize the talent that they have internal. So, so that's, that's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of um, a lot more of that is surfacing companies that are hiring people that have a portfolio online, but a lot of legal issues are coming up with that. Look, listen to me. I sound like I'm an attorney talking here, but um, <laughs> please consult your legal advisor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but seriously, a lot of legal issues are coming up because when those people leave the company, the companies want to keep that portfolio. Ah, yes. And so, you know, they're starting, there's new contracts and, and agreements drafting on that, and, and that's, that's really, really interesting. Well, and that's, that's important for the person to know as well, right? So that, you know, the expectations are set that, hey, the work that you do inside these walls, you know, is owned by us, you know, and, and not yours. You know, I think as long as you set those expectations with your employees, then they understand that. Yeah, I agree. Setting that expectation is, is so important, and, and so many companies aren't doing it. And, um, you know, there's one I read recently. I think it was on Mashable. I don't I don't have it right on the top of my head. But for a corporation that a uh, one of the bloggers had brought, like, 100,000 followers, and by the time you left the company, had, like, 400,000, and there's a huge legal thing going on right now um, – he wants to take all those four hundred thousand, and the company's fighting for the three hundred thousand. It's just, it's just ridiculous the money that they're probably both spending to to keep these dang contacts, you know. And I say, you know, go to socialsafe.net, back them up, and then log in and take them anyway. But they didn't know that, so. Say say that again. Social. Socialsafe.net, which is you know where you can back up your social profile. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you you back up your all your contacts it's like. Two dollars and ninety-nine cents, and I haven't checked it in the last few months, but uh, it used to be two dollars ninety-nine cents, and I use it, and it automatically backs up my Facebook, LinkedIn, and um, well now Google Plus connections. So if anything ever happened to the sites, I got locked out, I lost access, what, whatever, I was hacked, I would still have all those connections, so I wouldn't have to sit there and try to rebuild them. Oh, that's fantastic! What a great idea! Huh. Look at that! That paid for itself. Okay, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is awesome. I, I I think that's great. You know, I think it's don't you think it's a little naive on the company's part that they had this individual that, you know, built this in, 
following of 300,000 followers that they're actually going to be able to maintain that? You know, yeah, and I, I again, if they would have just set the expectation up in the beginning, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be in this problem. But for them to that's such a good point for them to even be able to maintain that audience because it was the blogger that built right, it. Right, right. I mean, it was their personality that basically drove those people, or their humor, or their talent, or whatever that they got them there. I mean, I I think what I would be working on instead of that was how can I take my money and find the next talent <laughs> out there that could. Exactly. That could possibly stand up to that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that was. It probably wasn't Mike from TechCrunch, was it? No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I have it in my one of my archives. I'll, I'll shoot you off the link when I when I find yeah. it. I'm sure it was on Mashable, but I, I'll send it your way. That's very, very interesting. Well, let's uh, let's. Uh, are we at a dead spot? This was this a dead spot? Any transitions? Oh look, no, we 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 have Doug here. Thank God. Any the, the other Doug. The other Doug. Any trends you're seeing with public relations in your client base, Star? Trends, public relations. Um, I'm seeing more right now. Um, a lot of like the top tips, and I talk about this a lot, and I train in it. But a lot more blogs and even print are they're printing more top tips from. Um, companies like you know top five ways to uh, top three things you need to know because they're they're really quick to the point and it's valuable information so um, I always suggest if you're looking for some quick publicity whether it's on blogs print radio television to come up with top three top five tips in your area of expertise or your niche or market and shoot those off to the media and say hey I thought your I think your readers might be interested in this or your viewers listeners and it's just it's an easy pickup well, it's an easy pickup. It's easily digestible too. I think, you know, marketers and companies are are we're resource thin right now. So if you can just throw me a list of five things to do, God, please do, because you know I can pop those out and get those done and move on to the next thing. So um, yeah, I I think that's a great tip. I think we've we've, you know, I, some of the guys out there that I think are do it fantastic are social media examiner. If you go out to his blog. Copy blogger, they always have top, you know, how to and top tips. I I think I think that's great advice. You, you know, another trend I'm starting to see, and I'm glad it's coming up. I'm actually going to put something on my blog in the next few weeks. I'm just inspired to do it. It's not just talking about and sharing um, successes of individual businesses, entrepreneurs, you know, corporations. It's people starting to share their challenges and how they've overcome them. I see a lot more media pickup on that because you know, there's a lot of hype on the internet and especially in, in our industry and you know oh, social media is great and this is great and this worked and this but who really I mean occasionally you'll see stuff pop up like this sucks or this doesn't work or I was challenged with this people need this to to have that and they're craving it yeah yeah I, I was uh, we're talking to a company right now in fact they were just here visiting today and uh, they don't so they, they have a minimal budget it's basically these guys are putting in their own money and so they they had this wild ass idea that they were gonna um, they're gonna rent an RV and drive from Indiana to Silicon Valley and promote their product all along the way. And the whole goal of it is for them to meet some influencers in Silicon Valley and everything else. And uh, and so we were sitting down talking about it, and I said, well, I said here's the deal: you have to have to have a videographer, you know, or someone with a flip camera. I don't care which a podcast, you know, and a blog. And you have to be posting this the entire time. 
I said, because if you crash and burn and this thing is a disaster, people will love it. <laughs> you know, they will absolutely Brilliant. love watching what the challenges were and where you got into trouble and why it didn't work when you, you know, you drove late into a city and missed an event that you were supposed to go speak at or whatever. People will eat that up, you yeah. know, because yeah. it'll show the humanity side of, you know, gosh, I'm screwing stuff up every day too, you know? That's why, I mean, that's why reality shows became so popular. They love watching people screw stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Vicariously yeah. enjoy someone else's misery. Yeah. <laughs> Start this hurry how. I've got a quick question for you. We work with a lot of younger companies, and oftentimes the founder of the company kind of becomes the, the icon. And uh, so the question is, how how do you kind of um, make sure that, uh, you know, the company is represented um, and, and somehow begins to take prominence over an individual. You know, a, a classic example, I'm just going to direct you right to the Zappos plan, you know, what Tony Heish did with, or how you pronounce it, Heish, Heish, Heish. Um, what he did with Zappos was he built that brand based on his personality, but he also, and this is where I think he, he was brilliant in that he included his team and allow, gives, gives them a freedom and allows them to build the brand with him. So he started building the brand, then he started bringing his team in. That's when it became more of a company and, and I guess, corporate brand instead of just all about Tony. And now look at how it's carrying itself. Well, and he's done a great job at you know, he's one, too, that really let his employees shine, too. He did. You I mean, know? he gives them absolute freedom to do whatever the heck they want within a $500 budget, you know? Well, I, I you know, we, I think we were talking, weren't we talking about this last week? We were talking a little bit about, um, you know, that, that no, it was uh, Duke Long. He's a, he's a commercial real estate uh, guy here in town, and we were talking about it, that, you know, commercial real estate is one of those ones where you got big guys, big egos, you know, everything else. And and so they're they're always weary. It's it's again, the old guys in the boardroom are weary about having these young guys out there and be the face of the company. You know, and, and I said to him, Aren't they aren't they already the face of the company? You know, aren't they already out there and selling your stuff everywhere? And I said, Isn't that a good thing? Wouldn't you want them to rise to the top? And he said, Well, you know, I, you know, we were talking back and forth, and, and maybe some people are scared of losing that person. You know, they rise to the top. And I said, you know what? I would have huge respect for a company that continued to bring stars in, and those stars graduated out of that company over and over and over again onto bigger and better things than a company that just closed the doors on all their employees and kept them huddled, <laughs> you know, for fear of losing them, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I'd love to, you know, I want Jen to be a star, you know. She's on her way anyway. She's freaking. I was going to say, isn't she already? Oh, my God. Social media, she kills it. Everybody that thinks that I do a great job at social media, yeah, I, I'll totally admit that Jen is the one. She's the wizard of Oz. She is. She's pulling the strings behind the scenes. So, um, Plus, she, she she loves those guys at Buffer, too. So. And that's her. <laughs> She loves Buffer. She loves the app. <laughs> we went we went out and met the guys at Buffer out in LA. They were awesome. Oh, there's probably more behind that story then. <laughs> I want our ten listers. They won't. It'll, 
Hey, we just got Kevin Mullins in the in the uh, chat room. He said, "Jen is a star." Aww. So that's awesome. Thank you, Kevin. So, yeah, and she absolutely is, and that's that's why we have her at DK. Well, I'm gonna jump in now that I made everything uncomfortable. I'm gonna jump into another radio slot. So this is uh, Zoomerang. Zoomerang online surveys and polls is the fastest and easiest way for your business to create and send surveys online. With Zoomerang, you can create unlimited surveys and polls and send them via email, Facebook, Twitter, or embed them on your website or blog. You can view results in real time and start making better business decisions immediately. Use Zoomerang online surveys to get customer or employee feedback, test a business idea, plan events, and more. It's easy, fast, and best of all, free. Join over 2 million satisfied users and sign up for free at Zoomerang.com. Yes, sign up at Zoomerang. We absolutely love Zoomerang. Star, what are you reading right now? What are you studying? Right now, while you're talking to me? <laughs> Actually, that very moment I was reading um, about Jen and checking out her awesome freaking glasses on her picture. Those glasses make her a star. <laughs> <laughs> they they are amazing, yes. Yeah, but um, what books am I reading? I am looking over at my books. I'm reading one um, called Different. Hold on. And I just started reading a couple of these books. Wait a minute, I have to get up. Get them. <laughs> I guess you don't care about the cookbook that I'm reading. That one doesn't apply. Um, Marketing Shortcuts for Self-Employed. Oh, that's interesting. Reading that one. You know, I've tried to get through this one, Be, Do, Sale. I'm having a hard time getting through it. Is it Another book I just bought and I am enjoying is is Killer Facebook Ads. Killer Facebook Ads? Yeah. Really? Who's the author? It's kind of heavy on the tech talk, but um, it's I, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I like heavy on the tech talk. That sounds cool. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of because because not to give you too much detail, but it's on my bedside table, and I'm trying to remember because I'm not there. Um, the author is is it Marty Mar, Marty Weintraub? Oh, cool. Killer Facebook ad. Master cutting-edge Facebook advertising technique. Yeah, I think it's a great book. It is definitely tech-heavy, which I have to skip over some of the paragraphs, but I'm, I get, I'm getting his general strategies, and I, I think that they're really good so far. I'm only halfway through it. Huh. Does he address any B2B type issues? He does, actually. Oh, well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll check that one out. I'm, I'm reading, uh, I'm, thanks to Jen. Jen got me a gift. Uh, for. Listen to how cool she is. For her six-month employment anniversary, she got me a present. Isn't yep. that cool? Yeah, what was the raise after that? So, <laughs> but she got me the she got me the Steve Jobs book, and I, I cannot yeah. put it down. I can't oh, put it down. I want to read that one. It is it is. I'm literally have. I like when I first saw it. I was you know I was like oh my god I don't have time to read a book that huge, <laughs> but I I can't put it down. It's just fascinating. Really, his yeah. his character, um, you know, and and uh, you know, it just has to be accurate that because this guy interviews so many people that base, basically say the same thing is, you know, he, he was he had a he had some real problems. He was a real tyrant, you know, and it was but he had this 
incredible bullseye focus. And and nothing could get into his focus. Family, friends, everything lost sight of that focus. And and you know, it, it makes me you know, it makes me feel kinda you know, up in the air on whether I like that or not. I, I love the fact that the guy had brilliant focus and he was a you know, he tortured his employees, but all of his employees said after it was done that they absolutely loved it that they wouldn't have had it any other way because what he did was he made them all excel that much better. You know, he, he found the talent and got rid of the people that he didn't think would work. And, and, uh, but man, he ran over a lot of people, you know, sounds like my, sounds like my grandma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I, I guess, you know, I mean, I guess to, to, to be friends with someone like that. I think Guy Kawasaki has even said how tough it was to work there, but how much he appreciated it. You know, I, I guess if you understand that it's the end goal, you know, that this is a person that's really helping you become the best of who you can be, then it's great. Right. You know, um, but man, it's a fascinating book and it really breaks down into, you know, finite conversations with people and everything else. But yeah, he was, he was, he was, Boy, something else. I don't know that we're going to get another one like him in the next century. Well, speaking of that, from a publicity standpoint, who do you hold up as a shining star? Who? Sorry about the pun once again, star. But <laughs> yeah. who, I mean, who do you watch? Who, who's doing a great job in publicity that you pay attention to right now? Um, oh, well, to answer that, over the years, a couple of brilliant brands that I've really enjoyed watching, um, not that I necessarily like the brand, but I think one of the most brilliant PR campaigns is Martha Stewart, for one. Um, another one is Justin Bieber. Um, I just I really like the marketing team and the, the PR approaches they used with both those brands, and especially when Martha got herself into some trouble. I thought they did a great job um, cleaning that up, but... Currently, you know, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. I need more people to inspire me right now because, you know, I'm constantly looking for that motivation myself and 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 mentors and and people to to look up to. And um, we 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 talked briefly in the beginning about Scott Stratton. I think that guy is awesome, and he's someone I watch and follow. I think he wrote a brilliant book on marketing, and um, he has some great stuff. So so he's definitely someone I watch, in like the social side of it. Um, but there's not a, a lot of people, even in the social space, you have like the, the top 10 or top 15, the Guy Kawasaki's, the Chris Brogan's, the Mari Smith's, you know, they, they're there and they have their presence. But there's not really a lot of people outside of that space getting a lot of, you know, publicity in the social media space. I don't know. It, I might be alone on that. No, I, I think you know, it sounds it sounds like a common thread between all of those people is is courage, you know, and that's these are. These are people that, despite what everybody else is saying, they're they're trudging forward and they're willing to make huge mistakes and huge gaffes and they don't care and they're going to do it anyways because it's what they believe in. I, I mean, would you would you say that that's you know that's something that you see in them? I totally agree, and I'm yeah. thinking of Gary Vaynerchuk is and, and oh I love yeah, he's just awesome in what he's accomplished. Of course, you know, not sleeping for four years straight to build his brand, I respect that, but. I guess I wanted to sleep, and I mean, I don't, at the same time, I did have a fear, and I'm still personally working through, I, I could have years ago done some PR strategies to, to push myself up there, but I had this, like, 
mm-hmm. underlying fear of, okay, when I'm really, you know, well-known and, and exposed, like, what does that open me up to? And I do look up to them and admire that because I held back on some things and, and opportunities that came my way just because I wasn't ready. Um, I mean, a lot of people listening might be thinking, like, you idiot, but I just, I really had a lot of fear with it, and now I'm starting to embrace it, and, and you know, I have sponsors on board for next year and this web TV show, and so I'm going to... I'm going to go for it because uh, I'm ready, but I had a, I had a little fight with it over the years, a little back and forth, because there's been some nasty stuff that's happened just on the, the lower level um, stuff that I've done, and it's like, oh, is it really worth it? And then I just, I become bigger than the problem, deal with it, and move on. But I agree. They definitely embrace crap. Well, you and you can get crushed. We, we were out, when we were out at Blog World, I was talking to, and I won't mention her name, but, you know, she sat down with me for lunch one day and she was talking to me about, um, she talks a lot about um, basically self-reliance and and building your wealth and uh, and not necessarily wealth as in money, but just, you know, making your life richer. And uh, and she she literally broke down in tears talking to me about the trolls, <laughs> you know, the, the people that were out there and how, you know, sometimes it just really, really took a toll on her. And, and I... You know, I think I think misery loves company, and and I and I truly believe that. I I have become, you know, to some of my friends the biggest dick in the last <laughs> few years, and it's because I said, you know what, I'm 43. Kevin Mullet wrote in the chat room, I'll have plenty of time to rest when I'm dead. There's some truth to that. I'm sitting there going, you know what, I'm never going to get another opportunity, you know, at at this age, and. And screw everybody. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it my way, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw things up along the way. I don't care, but I'm gonna do it. And and uh, if I had listened to everybody else, oh my God, I'd still, I'd still be at a newspaper, hoping and praying that you know circulation didn't drop enough that they were gonna lay me off. That's where I'd be. You know. Uh, uh, I hear you. You know, if someone said to me, actually it was one of my children about four months ago. They said, you know what, Mom, my son, you got you either got to go all the way or go the hell home. And I said, <laughs> yeah. yes, it's right, it's true, and I, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm going to go all the way. And and I love this. There's a quote from uh, Irma Bombeck, and and it it uh, says, "Don't confuse fame with success. Madonna is one, Helen Keller is the other." And that really rings true to me. To me, it's not about about you know the fame. It's it's about being able to help people, like genuinely help people get their message out. Um, online and take them out into the world. And once I understood that, I was like, okay, I'm going all the way. Yep, yep. Well, that's a that's a fantastic quote. I I couldn't agree more. And I, I think people, you know, one of the problems that we have culturally is is the backlash, right? You know, I mean, I, I'm sitting. My son, you know, I I cuss him out all the time. He has me watching the political debates. I wish he, <laughs> I wish he would not do it. But he gets me on Facebook. He's like, oh, you got to turn on the debates. And I, and I hate it. I absolutely hate that these people have to be perfectly monotone and median Ugh. people that have to avoid any extreme, any you know, if if, if you know, it, it's just it's disgusting to me that we don't have leaders in our you know in politics that will just take a stance and push forward, and we don't have media. That will respect them for it, you yeah. know. They, they, our entire system is is built to just drag people down to the bottom instead of you know lifting them up. 
the, the diligent pursuit of mediocrity. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to say it. That's where the money is. Yeah, it's it's terrible, but ah, oh, this is this is a cool this is a cool conversation. <laughs> you know, it is. And talking about you know some of the the trolling and and the stuff that happens online with um, you know people that are really involved in social media. Those are the things that I think that we as an industry should really be sharing and talking about and how to deal with it. Um, new section on your blog or something or new segment because it's, there's a lot of it going on and when people come across it, especially businesses, it scares them and yeah. they don't know how to deal with it. Well, I, I'll tell you the last, especially it was ever since Google Plus came out actually that I've gone on the attack that I, I don't take it anymore. When I read something that someone says that I, I think it's you know wrong, I say it now. And and I don't do it in a disrespectful manner. I always try to be respectful in my debate, but mm-hmm. I debate it, you know, and if people, I, I think the more that we debate and the more that we understand our differences and everybody has a right to have a difference and believe it or not in politics, there are rights on both sides of the aisle, <laughs> Are there? you know, um, but but you know the fact that nobody can say anything anymore without someone get offended is is just killing me, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think you know it it's what backs people down in social media is well I can't really say what I what I mean so I won't say it at all. I agree, and that, that's why I think Gary Vaynerchuk is so flipping brilliant because he just says it the way it is, and people respect that. They're, they were again, um, they were really wanting that and. I haven't watched him recently, but I'm hoping he stayed stayed true to who he is, and and he, um, he's still you know very opinionated, and and he'll you know curse up and down the hallway if he has to, and I I like that about him, and he's well, on, it's, it's it's sincere too. It, it it's sincere and and total passion, right? Yeah. Um, let me ask you on on that uh, on that, and we're we're nearing an end to the show, but so um, Ashton Kutcher, so did you see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Did, did you? Oh, what did he do now? Well, he turned over his Twitter account. Oh, I did read that. To his media company. Yeah. And, and basically, because he said he just couldn't, he couldn't handle it anymore. No. Right. Because he tweeted about Joe Fox. Oh, okay. He tweeted something that was offensive, quote unquote, about the, the Joe Pod debate. What college was it? The Penn State. Yeah. Penn State. Oh. It was the, the scandal. Oh, that Yeah. Oh. Do you, you got? Do you know the Penn State scandals going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How could you not? He tried, he tried to make a joke about that and it, it backfired. Went, yeah. Was it really a joke though? I don't think it was. Like he. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because I didn't. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I, it was something like. He just said like, what's going on with. Well, that doesn't matter to me as much as I I just can't believe he bailed. I can't believe why because the lost revenue that. possibilities. I mean, what's why not? Why can't you believe it? Well, his brand's on Nikon. It's not like he's reading the damn things, anyways. Well, I, it's it's I guess <laughs> I guess you know it, it's like if you if you followed me around with a recorder all day, I kind of do. Um, <laughs> if you if you did, you probably wouldn't like me. <laughs> you know, I always say things that are. Uh, okay. Jen, do I say things that are offensive? You're talking, you're talking to me here. <laughs> that shit my boss says. Yeah. But I can't. I can't help it. Okay. You should. 
though. Why not? If you're talking specifically to me, I'll understand it completely. But if you're talking to the audience in general, I don't know. Well, and that's, and that's, I guess it goes back to my point that I'm, okay, if he made a mistake, admit the mistake and move on. If he's genuinely a jerk and he said something that was, that he deserved, then, then he's going to reap what he sows. But don't turn it over to a, you know, or, or media company to cover it and say that they're going to be be watching it more, you know, or saying like he's going to have the media tell him help him. But then, but are, you're nullifying what social media yeah, is. Seventy-five then. trillion visitors. I, I mean, know. Like, how many replies a day? If he says his team's reading them, yeah, it just sounds like he's having help, and it sounds like he cares. I, mean, I, I remember uh, Guy Kawasaki. We'll go back to Guy Kawasaki uh, yeah. for a second. A few mm-hmm. years ago, two years ago maybe. I said on Twitter, I joked about Guy Kawasaki, and I wondered how many interns were running his his Twitter account. I remember that. And he freaking slammed me. What did he do? It was immediate, and it was powerful, and I totally deserved it. But he basically came back and was like, screw you. I'm writing every freaking tweet, you know? And I was like, oh, my God, I love this guy. (laughs) You know, I really did. I I love the fact that he came back and he was he fought. You know, and uh, and other people would go, oh my god, don't say anything, don't say anything. You know, um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm throwing it all out there. I just think it's I just think it's anti-social. You know, to just bail on it and say I can't do it anymore. I might hurt my Nikon. You know, sponsorship. Yeah, it's going to piss a lot of people off that he is definitely that he's bailing because a lot of people are, have this, like, you know, celebrity connection to him. It's going to bum, you know, 25 million of his users out for sure. I have, I have a friend of mine, Wendy Russell. She's she's uh, She had a show called She's Crafty on uh, HDTV. And, and when Facebook first opened up, Facebook pages weren't around. So her fans actually followed her. And so then she started a Facebook page and – she said, "Hey everybody, I'm just letting you know. Go ahead and you know fan my page, and I'm gonna drop you off of this one." Holy crap! <laughs> it was a revolution. You know, people were apps because they had gotten a level of access. Sure. And now you're pushing back. You know, and I think once you let people in, they're in. Yeah. You know, there's no going back. That's definitely one of the social no-nos. And, and then the other one is all the posting on Facebook where people say, please go like my fan page. It's like, oh, come on, really? That, that's one of the most irritating things for me on Facebook to see. Instead, it's like, tell me why I should go on and like your fan page. Like, what benefit I, and am I, am I going to get out of it? But there's so many people on there, go like my fan page. We need more numbers. We need more. And that's not what it's about. Well, that's, that's your – but that means that you're a good PR person, Right. I hope because, so. Because when you're pitching people, the first thing you're looking at is what what's the relevance to their audience and why it's important and everything else to, to them, right? Yeah. I mean, I why mean, should they care? We listen to, you know, the folks that pitch us every single day on the Marketing Tech blog, the ones that I have, I'm on a first-name basis with because they absolutely know my audience and, and, you know, what we're looking for. And the ones that I throw in the spam folder, you know, or the ones that it's, they, they're not even looking at our blog. They have no clue. Well, I think you like getting those email notifications that say, Becky Smith suggests you like Becky Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this, this, well and, and I'd say one last note on that, and I'm rambling, I know, is 
you know, for companies, it's the same way, right? Right, Star, is that if you're going to take the step in, get ready because you're you're jumping in, right? Yeah, you absolutely are jumping in, and and uh, you know, it's it's not that it's a good or a bad thing, but but you need to freaking do it. Okay, Kevin. Kevin asked, and I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but Kevin Kevin Mullet asked, what's the if you have a view on um, like Chris Brogan and some of the other uh, social media leaders um, have basically unfollowed everybody um, and and just got down to you know numbers that were manageable. Do you, do you think that that sets a dangerous precedence? You know, they they've gotten to really the online celebrity status, and you look at you know Hollywood celebrities, and I just compare. Hollywood celebrities don't follow everyone. They can't. And yeah. the same thing with Chris Brogan and Gary Vaynerchuk. They they can't possibly follow everyone. And and it's it's they're already celebrities. People for the most part, at least, they're following already respect them. And I mean, there's always some risk to that. It's probably very minor. Um, I, I think that when you're at the the lower levels and you do that. It's it's a little bit more risky. I mean, I like my Twitter account years ago when I started it. I had like fifty thousand followers. I used one of those bots. I was testing all these things. It was ridiculous, you know. And I deleted the account because I'm like, this is just not what it's about. It took me a few months to realize that. And I only have I don't even know. I think I only have like forty five hundred now, which which isn't a lot. But I use Twitter for a research tool more than anything. But I know ninety eight percent of the people that I follow or that follow me. That's awesome. And to me, it's more about the quality than it is the quantity, although, um, you know, Gary and, and Mari and Scott, they, they all were in it at the very beginning of the game. They moved their numbers up. They're at that celebrity status, and, you know, good for them if that's what they want to do. It's just it's too much. They can't follow millions of people. How the hell would they do that? Well, you know, I, I did I did one thing that I, I thought was, you know, I tried to – I did the same thing, obviously, on a much smaller scale, but I had, like, 25,000 – followers and I was following about 25,000 and I pared that down. I think I follow about 2,500. So I basically stripped it down to almost nothing. Yeah. And, 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 but what I did was as I was doing it, I was tweeting to everybody, Hey, you know, if you want me to be connected with you and you want me to follow you, let me know. And I did have maybe 10 or 20 people um, that basically broke out and said, Oh, I really want you to follow me. And I did. You know, and and yeah. I I still have conversations. So if it was important to them that I that I build a relationship with them, if that was their goal, then you know I'm I'm absolutely open to to getting to know them. Um, but I didn't, you know, uh, I I still I know I still piss some people off, but but you're right, it was totally unmanageable. It was when I couldn't even look at my Twitter stream because it was garbage all day. You know, now I now I can look at it and really pick some nuggets out. I hear you. I do the same thing, and I'm I'm a Hootsuite lover too, so that's yeah. definitely helped me with with my Twitter feeds and and everything else in between. But um, I mean, I I'm not following a lot of people on Twitter, but the people I'm following, I feel like I really get not only great content but great conversations with them, and and that's why I'm why I'm following them. That's awesome. Well, Star, one of the things that we like to do um, when when we're closing up is we we want to promote you now, so. So let us know, um, you know, events, your books, uh, your website, Twitter. Where where can people find you, and where should they be looking for you? Oh, thank you. Um, well, my my newest book with Entrepreneur Press is called The Social Wave, and it's why your business is wiping out with social media and how to fix it. 
And my other book is Get Connected, which is the social networking toolkit for business, also by Entrepreneur Press. Um, my website is star with two R's. Make sure you add that extra R, starhall.com. And um, I'm going on tour next year with Sprint. They're um, one of my sponsors, and I don't have all the, the cities and, and areas yet. I will know in January, and I'll put all those events on my calendar. Um, but, yeah, that's basically how and where you can find me, and uh, that's it. Well, fantastic. Well, do us a favor and, and um, email us with links for your books where people can get those, and, and we'll put it out to our audience. Oh, I would love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, this this is a fantastic conversation. I have had a lot of fun. I want to come back again sometime soon. You, you're at, you know what? You can, you let us know when you want to come back, and we'll have you in any of our radio shows that we're doing. Ah, good fun. And maybe next time I'll, I'll let myself go on camera. <laughs> well, we do, we don't do that either on here. So I'm glad. It's like I was, I'm in my sweats today. I'm like total cozy zone here. They're, my my ducky pajamas, you know. Well, our our internet here is kind of like two cans and a string. So uh, once we start getting video on, everything starts breaking down. So, uh, uh, Well, I look forward to seeing you more on video and Jen as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Jen. <laughs> All right. Well, Star, right. thanks so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you. And everybody, do we, we want to do our normal intros around the room? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Isaac Pellerin. And where can people find you on Twitter? The Isaac the Isaac Fix. Doug Fees with Lifeline Data Centers. We are not only a friend of Doug, we're a client of DK New Media. Woohoo! I got to talk? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NetFin, we found on Twitter at the complex name of NetFin. And we've been working on a project called BusyPorts that I hope to announce in February. Awesome. And and that's down here from NWI, Northwest Indy. The so region. We're always glad to have them down. Then we back. Unofficial damage control. Um, <laughs> at Jay Lee's back on Twitter. Damage control for what, Jen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How am I trying this last second? I am. I came at the exact last second. Yeah. I've been doing that lately. Um, Muhammad Yassin, I'm at Muhammad Inc. M U H A M M A D I N C on Twitter um, and MuhammadYassin.com as well. Um, Love the show, and we actually are clients. Yay! Well. And we have Adam Small back there in the corner. Adam Small with Digital Home Info. So Adam Small on Twitter and digitalhomeinfo.com. Is that good? That works. So Harry Howe and Howe Leadership. And uh, also uh, uh, a pleasure to work with uh, DK No Media. Yeah, I'm a client of Harry, so how's that? So we got the whole hierarchy here. So thanks everybody. This was an awesome show. Have a great weekend and we will uh we'll be back next week. Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com and from there follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.